0: Welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed three four, That's R-E-I-D three four. This is Sports Ethos presentation. And if you haven't checked this out already, go to our website at sportsethos.com. You can see the different packages we have, whether you're into fantasy sports, whether you're into DFS, or whether you're into wagering. I'm part of the wagering group. You can get a wager pass for 15 bucks a month. It's basically 50 cents a day. You're going to get every major sport. You're going to get golf. You're going to get Aussie Rules football and a lot of information. You also get access to our Discord, which I think is a great tool from talking with other subscribers to our handicappers. Every night, pretty much every night during the season, you're going to get somebody in there talking about the games. Cross basketball, hockey, um, obviously Major League Baseball, uh, some Aussie Rules football chat even for the weekends, some tennis. Uh, If you're into tennis, too, I I highly recommend you check out Fish Fisher on Twitter. That's Fish underscore Fisher, F-I-S-H underscore F-I-S-H-E-R. He's been doing a great job for us um, with his tennis plays. So if you're a tennis fan, uh, a little different angle for you here at Sports Ethos as we grow. And also a couple of fantasy accounts, which I think is relevant to wagering, too, because we give a lot of good timely advice throughout the day. Um, if you're into baseball, Ethos Fantasy BB. And if you're into football, Ethos Fantasy FB for football. And we have podcasts on both of those as well. If you're in baseball, check out our MLB Today podcast by Joe Arrico. He's at, at JoeArrico99 on Twitter. He's pretty much every day throughout the baseball season. And if you're into football, you can check out J.P. Sticko. He's our uh, podcast of Fantasy Football Today. And on Twitter, he's at J.P s-t-i-c-c-o those guys have been doing a great job since they joined as sports ethos is blowing up in a positive way we've got lots of different angles lots of different sports and lots of information at very cheap prices and obviously all our podcasts are free for this podcast if you are listening i would love a uh, any rates and reviews you could do on your podcast provider and hit me up on twitter if you have any questions comments always like to chat um with people there and get any feedback or things you'd like to cover now before we get into the boards today i do want to talk about one of our partners here at sports ethos and that's thrive fantasy t-h-r-i-v-e prop up with thrive on their mobile app or you can go to their website it's thrivefantasy.com when you sign up use the code ethos it's e-t-h-o-s you get 100 deposit match bonus on your first deposit deposit up 100 up to 100 dollars and either two or four free game tickets basically pick player props and the biggest names every night, score points when those props hit and the players with the most points at the end of the night, share the nightly prize. And as I said, if you're looking for prop info, I didn't say, but if you're looking for prop information, follow Joe, um, follow JP, follow fish, Fisher, follow myself, all on Twitter. Um, lots of information out there. Also, if you're into baseball, and this shows predominantly baseball in the last few days, and we'll be throughout the summer, uh, we've got a couple of handicappers uh, that are doing well. One is Adam. His uh, his Twitter account is Adam Kirk, A D A M K E R C K. He's been doing really well. He's been dropping most of our his plays in our um, Discord, but he's put a few in the wager pass. He's doing really well to start the season. And then Blake the Watch, who runs our wagering group, he's been having a decent year as well in baseball. He's at Blake. L A W A T C H on Twitter, all one word. So lots of information, lots of free information. If you want some more of our wagering pass information or daily fantasy advice or fantasy advice, check out sportsethos.com. We've got a raft of information there that you can definitely use. So let's get into the major league board today. It's 15 games and then the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll hit on at the end of the show. They start tonight in Colorado, which should be a fantastic game. To get to the MLB board, we start early in the day today, and we have Miami at Philadelphia. Miami, I think this is going to be a bullpen game. You have Daniel Castano on the lefty on the on the hill for Miami, and you've got Kyle Gibson the righty for the Phillies. You can get the Marlins at plus 145. The home Phillies at minus 165, total of 9.5. Uh, I would look to the Phillies here, but at minus 165. This is about minus 150, 155 uh, before the Marlins named their pitcher, and it's obviously jumped up to minus 165, to minus 180 is kind of the range. So I like the Phillies. That's a little high in the money line. Uh, The run line, they're plus 115. Not a lot of value there. I think the Phillies win, but Gibson scares me. He's been pitching fairly well this year, decent. Um, But I think he has the ability to give up some runs. And as you saw yesterday, the Phillies bullpen certainly have the ability to give up runs. Um, Coming back, they were down 4-0 early. Then they came back and they gave up, uh, I think, 4 in the ninth. To take the loss when Corey Knable imploded, a couple errors didn't help him. Uh, but loading the bases with none out, and then he gave up the lead and gave up the game. So I don't know that I can back the Phillies at such a large price. I would lean the Phillies, but staying away from that game. Next game is an interesting game: the White Sox um, playing the Tigers. You have Reddy Vince Velasquez versus Reddy Alex Faeo. Now I've never been a Velasquez supporter, and Faeo's pitched well in his few starts this year with the Tigers. But the thing that I uh, – the angle I like here, you can get the White Sox at minus 105. Tigers are favored at minus 115. Total here is eight and a half or nine. I was looking to the under nine. It was at about 120 earlier. And the only reason I'm looking the under there is both these teams are terrible against right-handed pitching. They are bottom three, I believe, in batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging percentage. Both of them are bottom three against right-handed pitching. So I could see this game going under the nine total. Uh, I didn't get on it. Uh, I just, I mean, the problem is Velasquez is not a good pitcher in Fayetteville. I don't know who he is yet. So bad pitching scares me up, uh, from taking a total number uh, aside on the total. But the fact that they both struggle against righties would maybe lead me to the under nine. Next game at 205 the East, we have Houston in the Battle of Texas continuing against the Rangers. We have Luis Garcia, the righty on the hill for Houston, and you can get them at minus 160. And we've got Tyson Miller, the righty for Texas, which I'm positive will be a bullpen game. I think he's only pitched pitchable three innings this year. You can get them at plus 140. Total here is nine, eight and a half nines, or what are you looking at? I was looking at the Astros, and I might still be on them. Minus 160 is a big number. The run line is only plus 105. Garcia's been decent, not great, but decent. And what scares me away from this number is Texas throwing a bullpen game. You just never know what bullpen games. They don't have a good bullpen. But none of the Houston batters are going to see the same pitcher, probably even twice throughout the game. So could be a low-scoring affair. Houston traditionally – or traditionally. Houston this year has played well on the road. uh, And they've played a fair bit of games to the under. So I might look to the under – I see minus a total of nine, but under 125. So it might look to be under, but not on that game yet. Uh, The first game I've got to play on is at 340 in the East. We have Cincinnati Reds continuing their series against Arizona. You have righty Luis Castillo on the hill for the Reds and righty Zach Gallen on the hill for the D-backs. You can get the Reds at plus 110. The home favorite D-backs at minus 130. Total here is seven and a half. So obviously the market thinks this is going to be a low scoring game. And the play I'm on is no runs in the first inning. I got that at minus one thirty six. Both pitchers are doing well. Gallon even better, but both pitchers, um, Castile missed I think about the first month and a bit of the season, but he's pitched well. And neither of these offenses really scare me. Against these good pitching. Cincinnati certainly woke up from their dreadful start and they're playing better. But but total seven and a half, not a lot of runs are expected to be scored. And I think both these pitchers can limit the opposition in the first inning. So we're going to take a first inning, no runs in the first inning at minus 136. Next game, 345, is Kansas City in San Francisco, 345 East. We've got Jonathan Hellesley, the righty for KC on the mound, and Sam Long, the lefty for San Francisco. Likely a bullpen game for the Giants. You can get the road Royals plus at plus 190, the home Giants at minus 230. Total here, 8.5. Um, Giants run line at minus 110. I'm not on this game. I like the Giants, especially in a bullpen game. Like I said earlier, Casey's never going to see the same pitcher twice, probably. And Casey's offense is struggling. But backing the Giants at minus 230, um, especially with unknown pitching coming out, is not something I really want to do. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to back many teams at 230 to begin with. But Helsley and the Royals at plus 190 is a no play for me either. So if anything, I'd maybe look to the under. You can get uh, under 8.5 at plus 100, so even money. So, eight and a half, nine might be an option because I don't see a lot of runs coming from KC and San Fran. I don't see them. Their offense, especially at home, just doesn't strike me as one that always puts up a lot of numbers. Weak pitcher, sure, um, but not really behind their offense putting up a lot of numbers. So, if I could get minus nine, pardon me, nine at like minus 110, minus 115, I might look at that. Uh, The eight and a half plus 100 is nice, but I'd rather get the nine. 410 10 in East, we have the Twins in Seattle. And the reborn Sonny Gray, although he gets, seems to be reborn every team he goes to for a year, and then he reverts back to uh, the not-so-great Sonny Gray. But he's been pitching well in his stint this year for the Twins. So the righty Sonny Gray in the hill for the Twins. And veteran Marco Gonzalez, the lefty for Seattle. You get the Twins at minus 145. You get the home Mariners at plus 125. The total here is 8. And you can also get the Twins' run line at plus 120. Not on this game either. I like Sonny Gray. I like the Twins here. Uh, on the road, though, in Seattle, I'm not really sure I want to lay 145. So a uh, total of eight. I don't necessarily trust Gonzalez to keep that total down. So if Minnesota can get get a few runs and uh, get, get to him early, I could see them getting five or six runs in the game, and then the Mariners just have to score a couple, and, and we're right at eight. So going to avoid that number as well. The evening games we shift to Washington. Seven o five. We have the Braves playing the Nats. You get young Reddy Spencer Strider on the hill for the Braves, and they are minus two hundred. You get Eric Fetty, the righty, on the hill for the Nats, and you can get them at plus one seventy. Total here is nine. I like the Bra- Braves if I want to think eleven straight or twelve straight. I like them to get to Fetty and get to him early. Um, the question is, can the Nats get to Stratter. He's pitched well. Young young guy. I think this guy he's going to be a mainstay in the Braves rotation for a number of years. He's pitched well. A few hiccups along the way, but he's pitched well. I like him to win. Can't lay two hundred. Um, and even the run line is minus one twenty. So I'm not interested in that. I would look to the over right now. You can get over nine at minus one twenty five. Uh, just because I think the Braves hit Fetty. Um, looking at their, I looked at their team total earlier and it was just a little bit too high. So you can get the Washington. Pardon me, the Braves over five and a half and minus 110. I think they probably get there, but that's a big number. If that were five or four and a half, I'd like it a lot more. Over four and a half see a minus 180, so I'm not going to touch that. So maybe the Braves over five and a half because I think they get the Fetty. The way they're hitting, um, even with Ozzy Albies out of the lineup, they continue to, to rake. So I think they can get the Fetty. just. That's a little bit big of a number for me. The next game, 705 Nice, is probably the game of the night. Certainly, the pitchers' duel of the night. And I'm on this game for a couple plays. We have Tampa Bay. And they're.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: Young lefty Shane McClanahan, who right now I think is probably in the lead for the AL Cy Young uh, on the Hill and versus Nestor Cortez, who you could argue is the Yankees' ace, even better than Garrett Cole so far. Statistically, at least he is so far this year. The Rays on the money line, I got them at plus 120 and the Yankees around minus 130, 135. I'm actually going to be on the race here, plus 120. I hate betting against the Yankees, but McClanahan has just been so dominant lately. And yeah, I think his ability to limit any team. And we will see if he can do that, but I think getting plus money. And Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez is interesting. He's had a great two years, a great year this year and a very good year last year. But all his peripherals uh, don't. Don't indicate that he should be doing quite as well. I think he's a, he's above average pitcher, but he's just been lights out. And I think there's some regression coming. I don't know if it's tonight because Tampa Bay hasn't been hitting all that well, but I just like the way McClanahan's pitching. So I'm going to go Tampa plus 120. I'm also going to go no runs in the first inning at minus 141. A little bit big of a number, but the way these two guys have been pitching, I know the Yankees lineup, you never like going against it because they're big boys uh, at the top of the lineup and Judge, and Stanton, and even Rizzo Sandwich in the middle of them, although he's a lefty against McClanahan. They can go deep against anybody at any time. But we'll take that chance, minus 141 on the no-runs first inning. Next game, another AL East battle. Baltimore is in Toronto, where you get the lefty Bruce Zimmerman on the hill for the O's and Jose Barrios the righty on the hill for the J's you can get the huge number of O's at plus 240 J's at minus 300 total here nine and a half J's in the run line is minus 145 so can't touch any of those numbers those are just too high the over nine and a half I might look at the way the J's are hitting they could score six or seven runs the question is can the O's put up three or four runs and I'm not sure they can, to be honest with you. If you look at the Jays, even the Jays team total was a little bit high when I looked earlier. It's uh, over five and a half here at minus one twenty. So over six and a half here, plus one forty. Can they get there? I sure do think they can, but don't really like laying a team total six and a half, so not gonna be on that one. The next game sees the sorry, just pulling it back up, the Brewers in New York for what I think should be a very, very entertaining game. You got Randy Corbin Burns. On the hill for the Brew Crew, and you got lefty David Peterson on the hill for the Mets. You can get the Road Brewers at minus 140, Peterson and the Mets at plus 120. Total here, seven and a half. And I'd actually look to the over. Burns has pitched really well this year. His last couple outings haven't been great. He's, last couple years, he's actually been better on the road than at home. But I think you're getting some brand recognition. I think this number is juiced up a little because of his name. Milwaukee has not been hitting well lately, and the Mets have been playing great. And even without their uh, star pitcher Scherzer in the ground, they've still been um, holding the fort and doing well. And I could see – I mean, if I had to pick a side, I would pick the Brewers. But the home Mets at plus 120, there's probably some value there. Over seven and a half. Um, might be some value there too. The Mets have been hitting so well. They're at home. If they can get the Burns for a few runs, I think Milwaukee can get to Peterson for a few runs. Now all of a sudden you're looking at six or seven. And then we could potentially go over when they get into the bullpens behind them. So I would lean the Brewers. Um, at minus 140, but I was going to take it, but I've uh, faded. If that drops any more, I don't think it will, but if that drops into the 120, 125 range, I'd be on the Brewers, but I can't really see that happening. Uh, the next game, the struggling Oakland A's, who I picked uh, under three and a half yesterday, and they only got one run, so they helped me cash that ticket. And James Caprillion on the mound today, the righty. And for Boston, they're going with ready Josh Winkowski. This will most definitely be a bullpen game. I don't think he's pitched more than a few innings this year. Um, You can get the road athletics at plus 165. The home Red Sox at minus 185. Total here is nine and a half. I was thinking the over because the Red Sox are hitting so well. I could see them getting to Caprillion. Um, And the A's going against a rookie. But is it that kind of rookie syndrome where they don't know who he is? Maybe he goes to a few innings and shuts them down. Then they get to the bullpen, which has not been Boston's strong suit, but Oakland has just been so bad. I can't trust the Oakland A's to put up three or four runs, even in Boston against a rookie. um, He's a righty. If you're a lefty, maybe you'd think they could put up some runs, knock the ball off the green monster, but I just can't see that. So uh, I'm not really going to be on this game. If anything, I'm looking to be over nine and a half. And I like the Red Sox. You can get a minus one and a half at plus 100. That might be a play. I'm going to shop that around. If I can get that a little better, it might be on them. I I, I don't necessarily – it's not a backing of uh, Winkowski. Winkowski. It is more that Oakland just doesn't score runs. caprillian um, has been average, below average, I think, this year. And But Oakland can't put up runs. So, you know, if, if they can be held to one or two runs, three runs again, I could see the Red Sox easily getting four, five, six runs. That puts me close to the total of nine and a half, and that also gives you the run line. So I'm looking at the run line of the Sox – at about even money. Next game is going to be an interesting pitching matchup, I think. 7:45 in the East, you have the Pirates in St. Louis. Young Ronzi Contreras on the hill, the righty for Pittsburgh, and Jack Flaherty making a season debut for St. Louis. He had a few, I think he had three good minor league outings, and he had a tough year last year. I think part of it could have been the arm injury, but They are minus 180 favorites, and you get the Pirates at plus 160. Total here is eight and a half. If anything, I might look – it is juiced up to minus 120, total eight and a half, but I might look to the over here Uh, only because I think Contreras has looked really good, although he hasn't pitched against the strongest competition. Uh, Getting strikeouts, he's pitching well. Problem is St. Louis has been been playing well lately and hitting well lately, so I could see them getting him for a few runs. Then they get to the Pirates' bullpen because he's not going to be long for the game. I'd be surprised if he went more than five innings. And Flaherty, who knows what you go Flaherty. He's definitely going to be in a pitch count. I think I heard around 60. So that's going to take him maybe three, four innings, depending on how he does. The Pirates lineup isn't going to scare anybody. But then all of a sudden you get into their bullpen, and they could probably hold the Pirates in check. But I think some runs could be scored. It's hot in St. Louis. The ball's going to be flying. Maybe the Cards run line of minus uh, – pardon me, a plus 110. Um, but I'm also looking at the over 8.5 in that game. Next game of the night has the Padres in Chicago to play the Cubbies. The wind is blowing out, and yes, we have an 11.5 total. You get righty Ryan Weathers – sorry, lefty Ryan Weathers on the hill for the Padres, and you get righty Caleb Killian on the hill for the Cubs. Neither pitcher – I mean, Weathers, I think this is his first – time pitching in the majors this year struggling struggling in the minors and Killen's pitched a few games but it hasn't looked great he hit the road padres at plus 120 the home cubs at minus 140 as i said total here 11 and a half. when i first saw this line come out i was on the padres and i just looked into it more and more and uh the cubs hit well against well relative to this, relative to uh their numbers this year but they hit better against lefties they're at home the wind's blowing out Runs could be all over the board. Which game, way this game goes, I don't really know. So I was going to take the uh, the Padres at plus money, but at plus 120, there's just not quite enough value. So I'm going to stay away from this game. Uh, the second last game that I see is the Guardians of Cleveland, and they are in Colorado still. We've got lefty Connor Pilkington on the hill for Cleveland and lefty Austin Gomber on the hill for Colorado. You can get the road guardians minus 105. You can get the home Rockies favorite at minus 115. Total here is 12. Of course, Coors field effect in play, but obviously at, when, I think once you get above 11, 11 and a half, uh, even in Coors, you know that they're two poor pitchers that are expecting some runs to be scored. I'm actually on the Rockies. I'm going to take the Rockies. I got them minus 106. I'm seeing minus 115 here. So shot that around. I like the Rockies. The Rockies hit better at home. Austin Gomers has had a rough season, but he pitched well last year, and he pitched well at home, surprisingly. And, they, and the Rockies have a few guys in their pen who have been pitching well at home as well. So straight up, I think Cleveland's a better team. But Connor Pilkington has not looked good in his last couple outings for the Guardians. And I like the Rockies at home. So as slight favorites, I think I'm going to be on them tonight. Total 12, I'm not touching that. You can get the Rockies on the run line at plus 155. Uh, Might be some value there because there'll be a lot of runs scored. And if someone's going to win, there's a good chance they win by more than two, two or more. So maybe look at that. But I'm going to take that. Like I said, I got the Rockies earlier at minus 106. Last game of the night is the Battle of L.A. We've got the Angels against the Dodgers. Lefty Reed Detmer goes for the Angels. And lastly, Tyler Anderson goes for the Dodgers. You can get the Road Angels at plus 175, the home Dodgers at minus 210, total eight and a half. And you can get the Dodgers on the run line at plus 105. I would look to that, but the way the Dodgers have been hitting lately, uh, maybe scares me off that. I'm probably gonna be on that run line if I can talk myself into it, because Reed Detmers is just not pitched well. I know he threw a no-hitter in the early in the year, but he seems to uh since then have fallen off a cliff. And the Dodgers uh, can hit anybody and will hit anybody. So they've struggled lately. I think they're about 500 over their last, a little under 500, I think, in the last, like, 15, 20 games. So um, when you're going against an Angel lineup, which has everybody back, Taylor Ward's back at the top of the lineup, Trout and Otani, Jared Walsh was in there, although he's a lefty, will be challenged against Anderson. But the top four, all right, is Ward, Trout, Otani, and Duffy all righties and those guys obviously have the ability to put up runs and put up runs fast so not going to be on this game might look the Dodgers on the run line at plus money uh, but not on it right now that's the MLB card let's take a quick break and we'll get back to the NHL when we return okay on to the ice Stanley Cup final starting tonight I think this is going to be a great battle I can see this going six or seven games I like the Avalanche to win um but i think Tampa has the ability to pull out when you look at the series price right now the avs are minus 170 you can get the lightning at plus 150 i guess you could say there's value on the lightning at plus 150 but i just i think the avs are that, that much better team and i think they'll be able to win it especially since they have home ice advantage. So tonight you get the home abs at minus 155. You get the road lightning at plus 135. The total here in goal is a six. That's been pretty steady. I see over six and minus 115 under six at minus 105. And you can get the abs. And I played this a little bit with success in the playoffs this year on the puck line which is basically minus one and a half so they have to win by two you get that at plus 175 and the reason i like that at plus 175 is in the playoffs the teams are inclined to pull their goalies earlier so if the abs are up by not so much if they're up by a goal because in, in, even in the regular season they're going to pull their goalie um but in the regular season if it if if a teams up by two goals let's say four or five minutes left if they're the other team's probably not going to pull their goalie um, until the last minute mm-hmm. and hope that they can somehow miraculously score a couple goals. And the playoffs much different. You'll see teams pull their goalies with four minutes left if they're down by a couple goals, uh, which leads to obviously more empty net goals. So that one and a half spread, I think, comes into play a little bit more in the playoffs. So at 175, there might be some value on the puck line there. And I'd probably put a unit, I think I'm going to put a unit on the half, just one unit of minus 155. I'd like them to win. I know they've had an extended layoff, but I think they are the better team. And with the home crowd, that arena is hopping at the best of time, putting the Stanley Cup final, which they haven't had there in a while. They will definitely be jacked up. So I like the Avs minus 155 in the money line and considering the puck line at plus 175. Regardless, I think that's going to be a great series. We've got a great couple weeks of hockey coming out. Uh, we've got the NBA getting going for game six tomorrow, Thursday um that should be a fun finale i still think it's going seven boston's four point favorite at home total 210 against the warriors i think boston wins don't know if they cover that but i think they win the final game goes back to golden state on the weekend so i hope you enjoyed the show lots of baseball a little nhl action we'll talk more about the nba tomorrow hope you have some profitable bets uh with some of my liens or some of my thoughts and enjoy the night watching lots of ball and some exciting hockey if you turn that game on.